NFL. The Cowboys are now somewhat optimistic. Ezekiel Elliott will be ready to play week number one. Jerry Jones indicated that the Cowboys have made some progress in their contract talks with the star running back. Ezekiel Elliott also flew from Cabo back to Dallas to be prepared to play if signed. September call-ups are upon us in Major League Baseball. Kyle Tucker will get some playing time for the Houston Astros for the top prospects in the Houston minor league system. For the Dodgers, Gavin Lux played second base and went two for five from the dish. He scored three runs in a round of the Rockies on Monday night. And out at the FIBA World Cup in Shanghai, the U.S. got a tough test in round number one as Turkey took the Yanks to overtime. 93-92, the final score, USA on top. In this game, Jason Tatum was injured. A wait word on his prognosis. I'm Dan Trapp, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network news update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is solo here for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern, as we do each and every day. We'll have Fantasy Taz, a.k.a. Jim Day from FFChamps.com. He will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern to take a look at the games this weekend. Obviously, some people still doing drafts. If not, we'll have you set with weekly rankings, DFS, but we have you covered fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Week one projections are up from Sean Child, so you can check that out. If you're still drafting, no problem. We have the consensus rankings, individual rankings. I've updated my rankings as well. So you can check those out with all the changes that have occurred in the last week leading up until the season. Uh, and if you have any specific questions, you could always ask them on the message boards in the forums when you become a member. And again, you still have access to the draft kit uh, if you are still drafting. Obviously, we have a lot of drafts this weekend for the Fantasy Football World Championships out in Las Vegas at the Palm. So if you are there, come say what's up. Uh, you can go to playffwc.com. Not too late to sign up to a draft, even if you can't make it out to Vegas. We have uh, online drafts that you can do, some best balls, online championships, world championships as well. So there's still time to get in there and participate. Maybe you uh, want to get in one more draft. You, you didn't do enough? Uh, you have up until Saturday night uh, to get it done. Our last draft will be 11 p.m. Saturday and uh, obviously, we got the game The game starting on Sunday, the Thursday night game. Uh, but you can make the decision based on what the players do. So uh, that's the extra advantage you get. You get to see the Thursday night game and make your decisions accordingly. But again, we have a ton of content up on the site. Uh, if you play DFS, uh, we got the optimizer, the Slack chat leading up to lineup lock, and uh, some really good projections uh, there by Sean Child. So... There's always every year, I always kind of go through the optimizer. There's always like a player to like, I'm like, hmm. And I kind of have to go back and do some research myself and figure out why that play is up there. But that's what we want. We want a under the radar player that can really hit and hopefully win you some big money in a DFS tournament. So good coverage here across the board. And if you are still drafting, you could enter your uh, customized rankings uh, as we had a caller before who talked about the different 
format of his league. And there are leagues that are just off the wall. And that's why the customizable rankings really help. You know, there's not many, but league where you start one running back, league where you start two tight ends, obviously super flex, two quarterbacks. So that changes everything a little bit. And scoring systems are unique for different leagues. So all you have to do is just enter the parameters for your league in the customized rankings, and it'll give you a cheat sheet to help out. Also, you can check out uh, SI.com. We're contributing there quite a bit. Uh, My article is um, week one uh, rankings, uh, a week one waiver wire pickups. So uh, you can do that. Uh, So... You, you could look and week one's always tricky for the waiver wire because there are some people that did drafts in June, uh, early July and have not had the ability to go to the waiver wire until now. I was looking at one of my leagues and Josh Gordon is actually out there. So I didn't put him in the waiver wire column this week because I thought he was owned in a lot of leagues. And then after I did the article, I realized he was out there in one of my leagues most of them he was drafted, even in the FSGA, which we did in late June, he was drafted. So I think there was a lot of people taking a chance on him late. Uh, obviously, the price has increased now if you are still doing a current draft. I actually finally got a share of him. I just felt like there was always someone in the draft that was taking him before me. Uh, but in the draft that I did uh, over the weekend, uh, I got Josh Gordon in round six as the wide receiver 29. And the thing is, he is my fifth wide receiver. So I felt at that point it was worth taking the shot on. He did play in that final preseason game, and there might be some rust early on. And, yeah, there's definitely some risk, no question about it with him. But I felt like, all right, round six, I could take that shot. Because if he doesn't pan out and it doesn't work out, it's not going to crush me. I mean, every I think every draft pick is important, and I try to treat it that way. Uh, I understand once we get to, you know, 11th, 12th round, that's where you're going to take some chances. And it's not always going to work out. You know, last year, for example, in Las Vegas, I had the one pick. So when you're on the turn, you have to be a little bit more aggressive. And I decided first pick around 11, I'm going to take Traquan Smith of the Saints because last year, you know, he was someone that I really liked what I saw in the preseason. And I wrote an article that, you know, he's a stash and cash guy. And it really didn't work out because he only had a few big games and it was kind of difficult to predict when he would have a big week but if you go back and look you know a lot of those picks are not going to pan out you know in rounds uh 10 11 12 13 uh, and you want to take shots and sometimes they're going to be home runs other times they're not they're going to be a bunt on a strike two pitch and it's a strikeout it happens but you know you need to to be a little aggressive and take chances there and just keep in mind that it's not always going to work out but I think Josh Gordon, round six, fair price. He was the 29th wide receiver off the board. But, you know, there's probably a guy like Jacoby Brissett sitting on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. If you didn't do your draft, uh, before, uh, you know, after Andrew Luck retired and in super flex leagues, that's big. I mean, he's, he's going to go for a ton of money in leagues that start two quarterbacks or one where you can flex a quarterback. So, Make sure you go through the waiver wire diligently. Uh, there could have been some players that slipped through the cracks. Obviously, a lot of things have changed since drafts just started, uh, and the waiver wire is opening up this week for the first time in many leagues. And hopefully, you guys use FAB, uh, free agent acquisition bidding. And I actually wrote an article on this on Sports Illustrated a couple weeks ago. Some people were responding 
saying that, oh, thank you so much, sarcastically, because they've used it. But there's a lot of leagues out there that don't use the FAB system. And it's basically waiver wire order on the inverse uh, standings or if you don't use a claim, you move up. And when someone makes a claim, they move down. And that's just not the right way to do it. So I wrote a piece on that. You can Google it or go to si.com slash fantasy and check that out because I think that's the way it should be used in every system. It should definitely be a fab period. So uh, that's definitely the way to do it. All right, when we return, we'll go over some news and we'll start previewing some of the games from this weekend from a DFS perspective and a season-long perspective as we're getting closer, almost time to set those week one lineups. We'll help you do that here. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back here it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern getting you set for week one. It's been a long preseason. It feels that way, but we're just about set to set lineups for week one. I know some people still have some drafts left. I know I do, and especially on the weekend, my final draft will be Saturday in the Beat Adam Ronis Online Championship out in Las Vegas at the Palms. So if you are there, come say what's up. Hopefully, if you're in my draft, uh, you finish second. Uh, obviously, want to win that league. And that's always tough because we have all the news. There's going to be no value. And uh, I was fortunate to win my league last year. Had a pretty good draft. There were a couple mistakes in there. And I think that's the most important thing for people to remember is, you know, you're not going to have the perfect draft, especially if you're playing in the high stakes leagues. It's just very difficult because most people in the room know what they're doing. And I did have some bad picks there last year uh, for sure, but some picks that really worked out. And of course, working the waiver wire is very important. So if you did have a bad draft, if you had some bad luck, maybe you drafted Andrew Luck and Lamar Miller. And I did see there was a team in one of my leagues with a decent uh, buy-in had Lamar Miller and Andrew Luck on the same team. And I don't think the Andrew Luck crushes you if you drafted him early and if you had a backup quarterback. And I know I've said in leagues with 16 roster spots, I tend not to draft a backup quarterback. And for those who want to argue against it, they'll point to the Andrew Luck. But come on, did anyone really see Andrew Luck retiring? And I didn't take Andrew Luck anyway because he was going too early in many leagues but uh, there might have been people in early drafts who took Andrew Luck and no backup and you got to go to the wave wire you should still find someone and the worst case scenario is you get Jacoby Brissett if it's like a 14 team league and there's enough weapons and enough good coaching that maybe it works out uh, but you know just remember that the draft is one piece of the puzzle it's kind of where you build your foundation and then you have to really work the waiver wire and make the right decisions on a weekly basis. And if you drafted a really good team, 
you're going to have some tough decisions to make. And that's the one thing. If you do draft two quarterbacks, more so in the 8 to 20 range, it's not going to be easy in a given week. And I know I'm going to have a couple of those decisions to make this week when I'm looking at two similar quarterbacks. That's the one drawback sometimes. Uh, and again, I only really use the two quarterbacks if I, it has to be at least 18 rounds. And the 20-round draft for the online championship for the FFWC, I will take two quarterbacks uh, because it just makes sense there. You have the extra roster space. You have nine bench spots. Uh, and, and I'm in a few leagues with 20 uh, rounds. My home league, I don't take a backup quarterback. It's 12 teams, 24 rounds. Uh, I feel like there will always be someone on waivers. So it all depends on the amount of roster spots that you have. And, you know, people with 16 roster spots are always trying to take a backup tight end, backup quarterback. I just don't think you can do it. You don't have enough with the injuries that occur. So make sure that you uh, keep that in mind. Uh, I'm going to look at some players that uh, that I like this week, you know, kind of like basically as I'm looking to start. Uh, looking at the quarterback position, I like Jameis Winston this week. Obviously, if anyone has listened, they know I am very high on Jameis Winston this year. And uh, if he is not good, I'll be in trouble uh, because I am uh, heavily invested in him uh, in some leagues where I don't have a backup quarterback. For example, the FSGA draft is a 14-team league, and uh, my only quarterback that I drafted was Jameis Winston. Well, everyone else was taking backups, but I guarantee you uh, those backups are going to be dropped, I think, in the next week or two once people realize how difficult it is uh, to build the depth, and you always want to have some running back depth. Uh, bye weeks start early this year, week four. Well, they do mostly every year, but you know, before you know it, teams will be on bye, and you're going to want that depth. But do like Jameis Winston this week. Uh, obviously, they're at home, and uh, their defense is going to be pretty bad this year. So uh, they're going to be in a position where they're going to be passing a lot. And the 49ers, who they're playing, uh, not great last year defensively. So this is a good spot. Uh, we know the Bucks are going to pass a lot. They averaged 39.3 pass attempts last season. And I don't think the mindset for the Bucks is going to change much. You know, they were Winston last year was second in air yards per pass attempt. And uh, they're going to continue to throw the ball again. And this is a warmer weather spot. Uh, they're at home. So uh, I think this is a good spot. Now, you always worry about the turnovers for sure with Winston. Now, he was better down the stretch. You know, the last seven games last year, he didn't turn it over as much. And that's what I'm hoping the Bruce Arians influence is positive here. And then maybe we see Winston turn the ball over a little less. I, I think that's what people have been knocking him for is the inability uh, to control the football. But uh, the 49ers were in the top 10 as far as allowing the most fantasy points to quarterbacks last year. And uh, the question here is the Buccaneers offensive line because we did see the last game that Winston played. He was sacked five times. Um, but I don't know how much to read into that in the preseason. And that game was against the Cleveland Browns, who have a really good defensive line. So uh, I think it's a good matchup here for the passing offense of the Buccaneers. And I think they're going to have a tough time against this passing game. So uh, I think Winston, for me, is going to be you know pretty much a top 10 quarterback this week. Uh, there are some quarterbacks that have tough spots this week, uh, for sure. And I think Winston is in one of the better spots. Uh, it's going to be one of the ho highest over-under totals this week. I think I saw it was like 
51, if I'm not mistaken. So that bodes well for the passing offense here of the Buccaneers. So I think he's in a good spot this week. Lamar Jackson, too, is in a good spot this week. And it's funny because a lot of people don't love Lamar Jackson for some reason. Uh, there are some drafts where I saw him really fall. And I'm sure the argument in this scenario is, well, he can't continue to run at that pace, and he wasn't very good as a passer last year. But he's gotten better each year, and I'm interested to see if he takes that step up this year. And you couldn't ask for a better matchup. It is on the road in Miami, but this is not going to be a good team. I think they're going to struggle to move the football. And if I'm the Ravens, this is a spot where I say, you know what? I want to see what Lamar Jackson could do via the pass because they should be in control of this game. And I know they've talked about passing the ball more because remember last year they were extremely run heavy with Lamar Jackson at quarterback once he took over. And it worked. They were winning games. They got to the playoffs. So you can't knock it. Uh, Lamar Jackson has said he'll probably pass 30 times a game this season, which is not a lot, but it's it's a big boost based on what he did last year. So the Ravens are still going to be a run-heavy team uh, because even if they pass 30 times a game, that would still be one of the worst in the NFL. <laughs> so don't expect them to change significantly, but this is a spot where if I'm Baltimore, I want to see what Lamar Jackson can do via the pass because it's a perfect matchup. Miami was terrible last year on defense. Uh, they allowed uh, a ton of yards, and they've made changes. No Kiko Alonso, uh, and they were just terrible last year. And they don't have a, a pass rush. They don't have good linebackers. Uh, secondary isn't that bad. They have Xavier Howard, so um, that's probably where they have a strength. But it's not like there's a receiver in this offense that you're locking down. I'm interested to see what Miles Boykin and Hollywood Brown do. Uh, maybe Boykin could be an interesting deep sleeper this week. It's very risky, uh, but I will be doing an article on Sneaky Starts. Maybe he's in there. Could be because of the matchup. But all he needs to do is make one big play. But, uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson's in a really good spot, uh, and he should run the football quite a bit. And, again, I, I think they pass a little bit more. And the thing with Lamar Jackson is – he doesn't need to too much via the pass if he's going to run. I know it's going to be difficult to run him at the pace that he did last year, uh, but I think he's in a really good spot this week against Miami. That line total has moved, uh, I think, up a point. I think it's uh, Ravens favored by seven right now, uh, but they are definitely in a smash spot. So uh, I would look at Lamar Jackson this week as someone that you want to get in your starting lineup. He might be a QB2, though, for a lot of teams, so it really depends on who that first option is. But don't be afraid to start uh, Lamar Jackson this week in your season-long leagues. When we return, we'll talk more about the Week 1 matchups. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
Back here it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONIS50. If you're still drafting, you can get updated rankings. If you are ready to set your week one lineups, we have the week one projections from Sean Childs up as well. And you can use our optimizer for DFS. And if you, you can use customizable rankings if you still drafted. And if you have any specific questions, you can always ask them on the message boards and forums. And you'll get an answer, whether it's a start sit question uh, draft advice, trade advice, whatever it is, we are here to help. So you could ask those questions on the message boards and forums once you become a member. You can also find my work at si.com slash fantasy. Uh, week one waiver wire article is up. Have a sneaky starts article this week as well. And there's still time to draft. Head on over to playffwc.com. We have drafts all the way up until Saturday night, 11 p.m. Eastern. That is the last draft so time is running out don't have drafters remorse you know you might have missed out on some players that you really wanted to get uh here's your opportunity to do it i did it in a draft the other night uh people were a little bit surprised uh at the six pick i took juju smith schuster uh, i don't have any shares of him in any money league i do have him in the scott fishbowl but uh, i wanted to get him in a league and my last three drafts all pick six. So the only way to get him is to take him there. And uh, I was going to take Ezekiel Elliott. He didn't last. He went four. I was going to take DeAndre Hopkins. He went five. And I already have Devontae Adams, David Johnson, uh, Beckham, Chubb. So I could have went Julio Jones. But uh, I do think there's a chance that Juju Smith-Schuster leads the league in targets this season. Uh, he's explosive after the catch. So I wanted to get him in a league. And uh, some people were surprised in the draft room, but you know, decided to, to make that pick there. Uh, let's look at some other potential starts for this weekend that I like. And I probably won't be saying his name that much this year because I really don't like the offense and the pace they play at. But if you're really looking or you're desperate this week, again, this could be the Andrew Luck owner who didn't draft a backup quarterback and there's not a lot on waivers or you really want to go cheap in DFS. I would consider Matthew Stafford. Uh, if there's any week that Stafford's going to put up numbers, it will be against Arizona. They are terrible defensively, and they're really, really banged up in the secondary. Uh, Patrick Peterson suspended for six games. Robert Alford out with a broken leg. So they're looking at uh, Tremaine Brock, uh, who's 31 years old and keeps changing teams. Uh, Chris Jones is a second-year undrafted free agent who didn't play at all last year and Byron Murphy a second round rookie who doesn't uh, profile very well so this is a really really good spot for Stafford who obviously disappointed last year played through small fractures in his back uh, but he's healthy now and if there's any game where he can go off it should be this one and you know people are going to shy away from him and I understand it because he was terrible last year. And again, injury was a factor, but also the offensive philosophy here with Matt Patricia. They clearly want to run the football a lot. So if there's any week that you could take a look at him, uh, I think it would be this week. Uh, Chris Carson's in a really good spot this week. Uh, he is a guy that has really risen up the draft board. You know, people 
Uh, what, he was going in the fifth, sixth round in early drafts, and Rashad Penny was going ahead of him. And uh, I still do like Rashad Penny, especially with his price falling now. But there's a lot of people who uh, have just uh, kind of soured on Penny now. And Carson has just moved way up draft boards. And uh, Seattle is home this week. They're nine-and-a-half-point favorites going against the Bengals. So we know the Bengals are just a bad football team they were destroyed by running backs last year and uh, i don't see anything different this year and we know seattle really wants to run the football uh they uh, will be able to do it in this game for sure i think they should be able to control it in a big way and uh, carson will get a, a big workload this year so uh they also are banged up at wide receiver for the seahawks going into this game um as well so you know david moore's banged up it looks like dk metcalf will play they did re-sign jerron brown after cutting him but uh carson's in a big spot this week uh i can see him having a, a couple of touchdowns in this game so certainly he's a good start this week uh and you could consider him in dfs uh I think another good play that I'm looking at this week is Mark Ingram. Uh, again, Ravens should be controlled here against the Dolphins, and you know this will be a week where they probably feed him the football a lot. I'm interested to see how he adjusts now, going from the Saints and one of the best offensive lines and best running games for fantasy running backs, now going to the Ravens. Now, the thing is with the Ravens, they want to run the football a ton as well, and it helps when you have – Lamar Jackson at quarterback. It just creates more running lanes. Ingram does turn 30 in December. And, you know, you do have to wonder a little bit, okay, was he a product of that system? But the Ravens did give him a three-year deal for $15 million, so they definitely plan to use him. Uh, They did cut Kenneth Dixon due to injury or placed him on IR. So it's going to be Ingram, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill. And... I think Justice Hill is a, a sneaky play this week too. Uh, look, I'm not. I have him in a lot of leagues, and I'm not starting him. I, I think that that's the difficult part. Sometimes, as you say things um, like, uh, "Oh, I like this guy this week," but it's for deeper formats, and it also depends. So, uh, the problem is, you say, "Yeah, Justice Hill's a sneaky start," and then people start asking, "Oh, do I start Justice Hill over, uh, you know, like?" Uh, Joe Mixon, no, I'm not saying that. Even though Mixon's not in a great spot this week, it'll be volume. But if this is a game where they could control things and maybe Justice Hill comes in late and, you know, gets double-digit carries, it's always difficult projecting blowouts. But, uh, you know, I I could see the Ravens really smashing. Ravens always play well in the preseason. Not that a lot of their guys played, but definitely a good spot for Mark Ingram and, you know, Justice Hill in a deeper format. If you're in a 14, 16-team league and maybe you have some issues at running back or you're a little weak, uh, Hill could be, you know, someone that is not that bad of a play this week. Uh, some other guys. Uh, uh, deep at quarterback, I wouldn't use him, but I think in DFS, especially if you play multiple lineups, uh, Nick Foles might not be a bad play this week because if Jacksonville cannot stop the Chiefs. Uh, He's going to be put in a spot where he's going to be after a pass a lot if they play from behind. Um, So that means D.D. Westbrook is in a good spot. And in that last preseason game that Foles played with D.D. Westbrook, 10 throws, 7 
were in the direction of D.D. Westbrook. And I think that is a guy that has risen up draft boards and sucked for me because D.D. Westbrook was someone I was getting in early drafts. I'm trying to remember what early drafts I have him, but I know I do have him in a couple. The price has really risen. I mean, the last draft that I did, he went in round five as the 23rd receiver off the board. I thought it was too early. Again, I like him, but I thought it was early. I think in that draft, there's a possibility he would have made it back to that team. Again, you don't know because this is you know the online championship where people are very aggressive. But I think there would have been a possibility he made it back. But I, I do like Westbrook, and it's unfortunate. He had that game, and it drove up his price because people see that. And that's where it sucks in the preseason when you have someone that you like and they have a good game. I've always said this. I don't want to see the players I like have big preseasons. If they're battling for a job, it's a little bit different, obviously. But you don't want to see it because everyone's watching and then the price goes up. So I think Westbrook's a a good start this week. Uh, Obviously, we haven't seen Nick Foles at quarterback yet. But with John Filippo there, he passes a lot. uh, And they might be better than we think. I mean, obviously, Blake Bortles has really brought this team down, even though they were on the cusp of reaching the Super Bowl with Bortles two years ago. That's how good the defense was. And it remains to be seen if... You know, Foles can do it outside of the Eagles system. But the over-under in this game is 52, which leads you to believe there's going to be some points. And if Jacksonville can't shut down Kansas City's offense, uh, they're going to have to be playing catch-up and maybe pass a little bit more than they're accustomed to. They obviously want to establish the run, but they brought in Filippo knowing that he's a guy that favors the pass. So I think Westbrook's in a really good spot this year and even this week. So... He's definitely someone that uh, I'll be looking at uh, for uh, this week. Uh, Also, uh, the guys that I like this week is uh, Austin Hooper. Uh, I think Hooper is is going. He's going against the Vikings, and uh, the Vikings have really struggled uh, against tight ends. And you know they do look for Hooper in the red zone. I think. I think in most leagues he was, uh, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th tight end off the board. There's a lot of weapons there. Uh, Hooper is someone that uh, I was hoping to get in my last draft. I was sniped in round 10. I was all set to take him, and he went one pick before me. And then after that, I thought that was a little bit of a drop-off, so I, I bypassed the tight end. But, uh, you know, Hooper is a guy that they've talked up a lot. Matt Ryan has a good rapport with him, and it's a good matchup this week going up against uh, the Vikings, who really struggled against tight ends last year. And believe it or not, last year on the Falcons, Hooper was second on the team with 13 red zone targets. So he is a guy that can score touchdowns, even though he didn't have a ton last year. I know we keep waiting for Julio Jones to have that big year. Remember, Julio Jones has only had double-digit touchdowns one time in his career. So... You know, this is a, a good Falcons offense. The so Vikings defense is pretty tough, but I think this is a week where you might see Hooper score a touchdown uh, this week. Uh, and I think Delaney Walker, obviously, he's healthy going into the year. Not a prolific passing offense there, but they're going against Cleveland. I think they play from behind, and you're going to have to see Mariota look for that safety valve, and it's going to be Delaney Walker who started to rise a little bit. He's generally been drafted right around the 12-13 spot for tight ends in most of the leagues that I saw. We'll continue to preview week one and look ahead to the Sunday games. When we return, I'll be joined by Fantasy Taz from FFChamps.com. 
It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back here, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern, getting you set for week one. There's still time to draft. You can head on over to playffwc.com. Drafts all the way up until Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern. I'll be out in Vegas later in the week. So at the Palms, if you're there, come say what's up. We'll hang out, watch the game, grab some drinks. And you can head on over to FullTimeFantasy.com. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. If you're still drafting, updated rankings are there. If not, we have week one projections up from Sean Child. So check it out now. And also SI.com slash fantasy as we contribute over there as well. Joining me now to help you get set for week one, it is Jim Day, FFChamps.com. We also know him as Fantasy Taz. That's what everyone calls you, right, Taz? No one calls you Jim, right? Pretty much everybody calls me Taz. Yeah. <laughs> you like it better that way, right? It doesn't matter to me. I've been called a lot worse than either of those two choices. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> it's, it's happened a lot uh, now. Everyone, everyone, this is a stressful time, isn't it? Uh, week one is always the hardest part. It really is. I mean, we have no chance to really see the teams in full action. We have no idea what changes they're going to implement coming into the week. We are so blind. And, you know, to act like we know every single thing that's going to happen in week one, I just think that that's such a fallacy that people even try to put it out there like that. Yeah, and plus it's just the whole transition. You still have people drafting. Obviously, we'll be in Vegas this weekend, so people will be drafting as late as Saturday. And then at the same time, you're trying to set your week one lineups. The waiver wire is a little bit odd this week because some people drafted in June or early July, and there might be some players that we kind of forgot are out there on the waiver wire. So it's just a real tricky week here trying to acclimate yourself. Uh, I feel like once I get to the end of next week, I'll be all caught up. Yeah, absolutely. Once we get that first game in, we get to see what these offenses and defenses really look like, who they're really going to, what what the real team looks like. Yeah, it absolutely makes everything much easier going forward but this first week i mean we're doing our best we'll put out as much info as we can and give you the right ideas but to say we we have the absolute truth here uh too many guys out there proclaiming it for my liking yeah everyone thinks they have all the answers and uh i don't know generally the way i look at week one is i'm usually going to start most of the guys that i drafted early there might be a couple with bad matchups but for the most part do you find yourself setting your lineup and it's it's pretty pretty simple straightforward this week it is I, I go into all my lineups doing that exact same thing i drafted these guys for a reason put a lot of effort and time into researching and what i thought sure there were a couple of you know bombs thrown at us this past weekend especially if you're a, a damian williams guy or you know you were really riding high on duke johnson they both took a little bit of a hit how much that's what we need to figure out 
All right, let's take a look at some of these games for Sunday. Uh, Browns at home hosting the Titans. Browns are five-and-a-half-point favorites, and people very high on this offense this year. I think there's a lot of pressure on this team. They, they were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Uh, is this a game where you feel like you're just going to play most of your Brown studs here? Oh, absolutely. Uh, at home, too. First game with the new regime, with the new team, with, with all the expectations. You know, they, they – Look, if they're going to bring it this season, they got to bring it in week one. And, you know, while the Titans have a decent defense and they play better than you, you think on offense, I mean, they were 9-7 and seven last year with what everybody considered a terrible offense. Uh, so they definitely bring it too. But, you know, if the Browns are going to be the Browns, if they're going to be that team this year, the team that everybody thinks they can be, then they got to do it in week one, especially at home. Yeah, is there any sneaky starts that you like on this team? Obviously, everyone's going to play Baker Mayfield, Chubb, Beckham, Landry. Nujoku, I would think, will be a most lot of since he's pretty much been drafted as the top 12 tight end. Could Rashard Higgins be a player, or is that getting a little too cute here in week one? Well, I don't know if it's getting too cute. I mean, he could be in play. I mean, he is the number three wide receiver. Uh, he has a good history with Baker. They've done some good things already last year. Um, you know, together, I mean, and uh, look, he could easily be part of this. He, I don't know if they're going to run him out there in two wide receiver sets or if it's going to be Beckham and Landry. Uh, but to me, that's the big question mark that we just don't know yet. But Higgins, I, I mean, we're probably looking at somebody who's going to have to fight to get a, a 9 to 10% target percentage. And, you know, with that kind of number, it's really hard to count on him in, in fantasy. He'll have some big weeks, I think, a couple of big plays, make some scores that way. I just don't know if he's going to be somebody you can count on from week to week. The Titans offense obviously has looked terrible in the preseason. Taylor Lewan suspended for the first four games. Ooh, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, Derek Henry looks like he's ready to go. Probably, is he like the only guy that you really feel good about in this matchup? That's the thing. You know, everyone talks about the Browns offense. This defense is improved. Added Sheldon Richardson. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And Vernon, right? I, I think the Browns are, are a sneaky defense this year. They, I don't think they're sneaking on anybody, though. I, I, most people have them pretty highly ranked, and they have made some great additions. And, you know, they should be right up there. I don't see any reason for them not to be. And you're right. Outside of Derrick Henry, it's really hard to, you know, take a shot on any of the wide receivers, including Corey Davis. Heck, we don't even know who's starting yet at quarterback for them. You know, last I heard, it could easily be Ryan Tannehill starting. We don't know. Uh, who's starting in week one. And for that reason alone, I think I would stay away from these wide receivers. Yeah, and what about Delaney Walker? Uh, see, I, I, I like Delaney Walker a lot. <laughs> um, he seems to be fully healthy. If he is, he's a, you know what? I, I, yeah, if he's on the field, I think I have to play him unless I have an absolute stud above him. But otherwise, yeah, I do like Delaney Walker a lot. And I don't think it matters to him which quarterback is under center. I think both will utilize him a lot. A.J. Brown has not really come along as much as we expected him to. He'll get there. I still believe in him, uh, but it hasn't been yet. Humphrey has had a decent offseason, but a lot of that was with Mariota. So we're going to have to see how this works out. Talking of fantasy, Taz, FFChamps.com. Dolphins hosting the Ravens. Ravens favored by seven. Obviously, Dolphins trading away a couple of key players. Obviously, we know what they're trying to do this year. Uh, Ravens on the road, but uh, this looks like a smash spot for them. Uh, who are some of the Ravens you like in this game? 
Oh, anybody and everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to to like uh, anything Miami's doing on you know on the field at this point. They're doing what they have to do as a team. They're divesting themselves of a lot of big contracts that they just don't need to pay at this point. They're saving themselves a ton for next year's cap room, so they got plenty of draft capital and your money to spend. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. But right now, this year, yeah, they are definitely tanking. This <laughs> this is going to be a tough season for them. I would take definitely Baltimore. I love Lamar Jackson this week. Uh, Mark Ingram should be good. Uh, let's see. I, you know, everybody I could – well, Miles Boykin is probably the only receiver I would take a shot on. And then Mark Andrews I, I like too as a tight end. But, you know, Andrews, you know, he – Everybody talks him up, and everybody's really high on him. He did pretty well with with Jackson last year, but I hate the fact that they still have Nick Boyle there and Hayden Hurst, and they're all going to get playing time, and that bothers me. Yeah, I think what you have to hope is that those guys are utilized more in the run game. I know the snap percentage has not been great for Andrews, but as long as when he's out there, they're passing the ball. It's still too low for what you want for a typical tight end. Like Pittsburgh has come out and said, oh, Vance McDonald is – not going to play all the snaps. That's fine to me as long as he's out there in mostly passing situations and he's getting the targets. Right. And, and that's it. But I still think Xavier Grimble is going to be out there just enough to take that top off of his upside, which scares me as well. So, yeah, yeah. I, it is what it is. The team likes to have two tight ends out there, and they'll throw to either one. Is there anyone on the Miami side you would start this week? Oh, I don't think there's anyone on the Miami side I even have on a roster this wow. year. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't think I own a Dolphin anywhere. You know, the whole talk has been Kenyon Drake or Kellen Balage. Who cares? They're both going to eat off each other. They're both going to kill each other on a bad offense that's probably going to run fewer plays this year than they did last year, and they ran the fewest number of plays last year. Why are we fighting over two running backs on a bad offense that's just gotten worse by giving up their great left tackle and other pieces? Um, I just don't get it. You know what, people? You can fight over those two all you want. I don't want nothing of it. The only person – no, actually, there's two guys I actually have on rosters. I lie. I have Albert Wilson on a few just because I could get him really late and what the heck, and Preston Wilson for this, uh, Williams for the same exact reason. I grabbed them both late in best ball drafts and, you know, as flyers and in hopes. I like Preston Williams. You know, he may not be the most well-rounded wide receiver yet, but I like what he brings to the table. He's definitely got a lot of energy, enthusiasm. He works hard. And they liked him. And look, there's really a, not a lot in front of him at this point. Uh, you know, it's just not, with Kenny Stills gone, that should lead to Preston Williams getting a lot of playing time early. The Vikings take in on the Falcons in Minnesota. Minnesota favored by four. Uh, I think should be one of the better matchups this week. Uh, it's a tough matchup here for Matt Ryan, who was one of the best quarterbacks last year. I think some people are going to shy away from going against Minnesota. Uh, it is uh, on the road. What are your thoughts on Matt Ryan and the Falcons offense this week? Yeah, it, it is on the road against a tough defense, but it's also, you know, in a dome on, on fast ground, which is exactly what plays into Ryan's hands. Uh, with Cutter back, they're going to throw the ball down the field. So, you know, I'm not really worried about Matt Ryan. Uh, if you look at the, the numbers in Vegas, they still have an implied point total for the Falcons at 22 points. So, you know, that's three touchdowns. Uh, you know, I think Matt's going to have you know, a hand in at least two of those. So I don't think I really am going to shy away from him too much. Again, you know, you, you drafted these guys as your quarterback ones. Use them in week one. 
See what happens. And how about on the Vikings side? I think everyone's loving Dalvin Cook for DFS. I think he's 6K on DraftKings. Oh, yeah, there you go. And, and that's where we get it, you know, get, start getting into the va- values there. And, you know, look, I love Dalvin Cook. And when he's on the field and healthy, he's absolutely going to be one of those top running backs. And so until that doesn't happen, I think he, you got to be in play with him all the time. I have actually a lot of shares of uh, Alexander Madison as well. I think he's going to have his own role, including maybe the goal line work. Uh, which would be nice. So if he gets that as and some extra carries as well, he could have some own some of his own value as well. So be interesting to see how that plays out. Of course, you know Thielen Diggs, you have to play both. Right now, I would shy away from Kyle Rudolph just because Irv Smith looks so good in the preseason. I just think you're going to see both of these guys out there, and, and again, at least until one stands up and out over the other, I think they're going to hurt each other for fantasy. That's why it was surprising to me that the Vikings signed Kyle Rudolph to that contract. Yeah, it didn't look like it right up until that point. It looked like they were ready to move on and go go a different way with Irv Smith. And then the next thing you know, they signed Rudolph to a contract. That, you know, it was kind of bizarre, actually, how it all came together. But they do they have been saying that he's been working well with Cousins this offseason. Supposedly, they've actually built a rapport that most said they didn't have last year. So it could work out in his favor if that does come to fruition. But I just think Irv Smith looked too good in preseason for them not to get him involved. Bills are taking on the Jets on the road. Jets favor by three. Can you start Devin Singletary this week? Uh, you know what? It, if you drafted him as one of your starters, then sure, start him. But, wow, that was a bad draft. Um, no, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't start him uh, this week. You know, you can still get plenty of Frank Gore. You might even see some T.J. Yeldon in there. I expect Singletary to get more and more work as the season breaks on. But right now, week one, against what I consider to be a good Jets defense, I'm not sure I'm buying into Singletary in week one. Yeah, Singletary went early in some recent drafts. That is Fantasy Taz. You can find him at ffchamps.com. Taz, thanks for the time. Hey, no problem, sir. Anytime you know that. Thanks, everybody, for listening. All right, when we return, we'll wrap it up. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern, getting you set for week one of the NFL season. We know a lot of people still have some drafts, so it's that delicate time where you're trying to find that balance, but we got you covered, whatever you are doing. If you're still drafting, you can still access our draft kit at fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONIS50. Get your first two months for the price of one, and that'll take you through the first couple months of the regular season. And you can see all the work we do. You're going to like it. 
you get the personal advice, you ask your questions on the message boards and forums, and you get to, uh, you know, whatever you have, trade questions, waiver wire, whatever it is, um, we'll answer it and we'll help you out. And we got excellent tools as well. Uh, so make sure you come join us. Again, Ronan is 50, first two months for the price of one. Uh, you also get your customizable rankings if you're still drafting. Uh, and we have week one projections are up from Sean Childs, and they're very, very good. Uh, you know, Sean's very good at what he does, and these are used for the optimizer as well for DFS. And you always get those sneaky plays under the radar. And if you still want to draft all the way up until Saturday night, 11 p.m. Eastern, play FFWC.com. That wraps it up here. You can hear us once again tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern. I'll be back with Dr. Roto here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great day. Thank you.